So that is what innovation with purpose mean for me, that you innovate in a way that you reach also all the people that today don't really have access to what you as a company actually might be producing. Uh, so you can say the responsibility we have is much, much bigger that uh, it have ever been before. And, and I'm not even saying it's responsibility, it's really an obligation yeah. uh, we have. Everyday triumphs, extraordinary outcomes, a space where narratives connect. This is the Big Idea Box podcast. Born at the Lab Miami, this podcast invites all entrepreneurs to share, support, and empower. In September 2015, world leaders gathered to officially implement the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals, which universally set to mobilize efforts to end all forms of poverty, fight inequalities, and tackle climate change by year 2030. Also known as the Global Goals, the objective is to create strategies that build economic growth and address a range of social needs, including education, health, social protection, and job opportunities, all while tackling environmental protection. In this episode, I had the pleasure to speak with Anne Rosenberg, the Senior Vice President of UN Partnerships at SAP and the Global Head of SAP NextGen. Anne also manages a global team of 120 people in 117 countries for the SAP University Alliances. Her main responsibility at SAP NextGen is partnering with key organizations, world leaders, and supporting the global goals for a prosperous, sustainable future for us all. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Rachel. And today we have a very special guest, Miss Ann Rosenberg. And um, we're very excited today. It's our very first phone interview that we're doing. So Ann, where are you actually in the world today? (laughs) So today I'm in New York uh, at Hudson Yards. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know you are a very busy person, so I want to be mindful of that, and I'll just jump right into it. So the title of this episode is Innovation with a Purpose, and we're speaking directly towards SAP NextGen and all of your amazing initiatives. What does it mean to you to be a purpose-driven organization in today's global landscape? So I think no matter kind of what business you are in or whatever your big corporation or if you are a small uh, startup, we all have an obligation that we we bring purpose in as the core of the way we run our business, the way we build our business, the way we keep on innovating our business as we all need to make sure whatever, whatever we produce or create services, products, that it all has one common goal and that is to contribute to a better uh, humanity. And what is interesting about innovation with purpose and also coming from the private sector is that we often have been thinking about that we were innovating with purpose for our customers and consumers. But by working with you in, there are so many people out there in the world that can't afford to be a consumer who can't afford to be a customer. But if you really are on a mission to contribute with what you provide via the 
the company that you work in individually, we need to make sure that we serve everybody, every single person in the world, whatever they can, whatever they are, customer or consumer as of today. So that is what innovation with purpose means for me, that you innovate in a way that you reach also all the people that today don't really have access to what you as a company actually might be producing. Uh, so you can say the responsibility we have is much, much bigger that uh, it have ever been before. And, and I'm not even saying it's responsibility, it's really an obligation yeah. uh, we have. Absolutely. And Anne, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of your background, how did you really get started in working with SAP NextGen and um, what led you to this sort of career path that's so purpose-driven? So I've been working in technology for 20 years, uh, uh, really in management consulting and have been implementing uh, technologies and redefining business model and redefining businesses for more than 20 years all over the world. And uh, in this journey, uh, we have gone from a world where it was mainly about efficiency and optimization. And then we have this whole wave that's starting for around eight, nine years ago. Uh, where we saw a strong push of exponential technologies, uh, where we actually went from that was limitation to what you could do with technology, that you can do anything you want with technology today. And that was actually an interesting change because when you can do anything you want, the question comes to you about doing the right thing. Uh, and doing the right thing, this is where innovation cannot stand alone. You need to be linked to a higher purpose, and that is really uh, working with UN and the 17 Global Goals. And when that became clear to me, and I had the opportunity to come from Silicon Valley to New York for around five, four or five years ago, and really begin to work very closely with UN and understand what is really on stake here in the world, what, what are we really trying to achieve, it became, it became very much my agenda and also my path for all the work mm -hmm. I do that we make sure that everybody unites on this journey and contribute to this journey by being enabling all the great technology that is available as of today. And we all need to remember, we only seen some of the amazing technology. We, we, we will see so much more amazing technology that we haven't even imagined yet. But one thing is for sure that all of this technology need to help to create a more fair world, a more safe world, a better climate, um, free education, better healthcare system. You know, now we have the coronavirus going on and and, right. and, and we need to make sure technology go in and provide it the help we need to provide. Uh, so, so you can say it, it's an interesting journey from being fascinated about technology for 20 years ago to look at what technology can can do and today where technology will really enable the world to become a better world. And, and that's why um, I think in the past purpose has been more like a nice add-on. Right. Where purpose today is definitely not an add-on. Purpose is, is the core, is the reason uh, to anything we do. Um, and I think we as individual people need to make sure the work we do every day, what we contribute with every day, that that uh, really is an input uh, 
for a better world for the next generation to come. And and of course, it is a mindset uh, because we, we do come from another way of looking at the world where it was about efficiency, revenue, uh, to, to become much more a united world where it's more about we all are contributing depending on expertise and skill set and what kind of company we work in whatever is the public or private sector. So, so it's another way of thinking. It's more or less more like a united contributing uh, way of thinking um, with a joint value set across the world. Yeah. No, it makes complete sense, especially in today's, I would say, global landscape and the amount of reach and good that we can do with the technology and the new innovation that's coming out is amazing. And you don't, want to create a world um, like I heard on one of your videos with SAP where you have driverless cars but you have starvation or you have access to drones but not access to education. Yeah. So um, in aligning with the UN global goals, how do you really choose the right organizations to partner with uh, which are aligned with this greater purpose? What's the decision making like when it comes to that? So there's a lot of conversation about this, and there was a lot of conversation at, at Davos earlier this year about this, because you can say that you actually require or you wish or you demand when you partner up with a, a partner that they they share the same value set, is actually something you we see is becoming much more important than before. And, and I think it has to do with that we all are contributing in pieces uh, to whatever is an end-to-end value chain or it's, it's a product that is being created or we, we all are like part of a of a bigger puzzle right and right. that bigger puzzle consists of partners and for you to to build and create the biggest uh, you know complete the puzzle of the world if you could say like this you need to make sure the people that you team up with have the same same ideas and values and purpose mindset that you has. And that's the reason why it do become a requirement more than ever now that the partners that you team up with actually look at purpose the same way that you do. But I would also like to say one thing because a lot of people, I mean, being a 100% purpose-driven company is a journey. It's like a digital transformation journey. and we launched uh, together with the Secretary General beginning of the year a new framework uh, where we have a number of ambition targets and it really go across the entire company it goes from vision mission statements into uh, the way you measure the company the way you actually building your entire value chain and how you use enterprise application software and how you actually go to market and how you sell your products um, so literally every single pieces or corners of your company and that framework we came out beginning of the year and and you can then ask yourself but is there any company today who 100 percent has a, a a purpose driven setup and and very few companies are there at this point and that has to do with that purpose was more an add-on in the past where it's now become the core of the business so companies are now transforming so the, the best guidance I can give to C-level and to startups is that begin to bring it into the into 
the backbone of your company or of your startup. So it becomes a normality on how you operate your business. Because if you do that from day one off, it it, it doesn't become something that uh, is pursued as an add-on. A lot of people talk about greenwashing, or, but it becomes a natural thing of the way you do business. And when it becomes a natural way of the way you do business, it also becomes a natural way when you select to partner up with a certain company or when you sell your product. We are seeing more and more how consumer and customers, uh, when they go out and they buy products, that they are very much aware of how is the product created, produced, sold. Right. So, so you can you can say it 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 is becoming, you can say people's buying pattern have changed and it's changing super fast, especially now with the youth, the next generation coming out and the whole awareness around it. Uh, but but again, I would say um, companies should should see it as a transformation and you, and you don't become sustainable every single piece of the company from day one off in one click. It, it takes time because it, it needs to take time because you are literally fundamental changing your business. And, and that is hard work and it is a, a big chunk of work. Uh, but it is also a piece of work that you anyway were doing because companies keep on redefining their business models based on new technologies that's coming out to the market. And that's why it's very nice to bring innovation technologies together with purpose in at the same time, because you're anyway going through your business to see how can I do things in a better and more purposeful way. Absolutely. Um, are there any examples that you would like to give of an organization or a startup or anyone who's really exemplifying what it is to be successful in doing that, that you're currently working with? I mean, if, if you look at companies out there today, um, if you look at companies who's member of UN Global Compacts, uh, companies who have been signing up to uh, the ambition for 1.5 for climate, companies who is listed on the Forbes 100 most sustainable companies. If you look at those lists, uh, you will see companies that is really embracing purpose and are committed to purpose. A company like Erstel, which is a, a Danish uh, company. You also have another Danish company called Novo Symes. You have um, HP. You have a number of companies that have started this journey. But one thing, when you look at companies who have started this journey, some companies start in, in the area of, of how they do their vision, mission statement, how they go to market with their company, or how some companies start really by going in and redefine their entire value chain. So companies are starting different places in their company. And, and, and therefore, you can say, even though you have companies that are very strong spokesperson for purpose, Many companies today have taken taken this direction already. And I think one of the most important thing right now is really to begin to measure. So when you look at the 17 global goals, there's 169 indicators behind that measurement framework. And that measurement framework is... Uh, is, is, is very strong around governments. And if you look at the private sector, the ambitions that is being 
created around the 17 global goals, which is part of the work that I that I have launched together with you in Global Compact, where the 1.5 is one of them, is is more defined in a way that businesses can implement it. And this is where it's super, super important that when when there's 190 companies who sign up to 1.5, that when they go in and measure how far are they for 1.5 on climate, is that they measure the same way. And they don't just measure based on data that is historical data, but actually data that is real-time data in the underlying enterprise applications. And this is where you actually go from, you can say there's been five years where there's been a lot of awareness around the 17 global goals and conversations and a lot of interviewable both from in purpose investment to purpose accelerators to companies talking about how they are redefining themselves. So there's been a lot of like awareness and, and good conversation about it. But now we are going into phase two, right. which is really about scale for impact. And this is what the SDG ambition is about, that you really go in and you incorporate it into uh, every piece of your business. So the next 10 years, and I would say even the, the first years here, the first three years here, we'll begin to see huge, huge shifts uh, in businesses. And so you also see a huge shift when, if you look into the startup world, where startups uh, will for day one are on, and some startups, of course, have already done that, but really it become normal when you build a startup that you do it with purpose as a core. And, and right. that's where we need to get to. We, we need to make sure that purpose become a normality. So if you start up a company, it will be purpose driven. It's not like it will not or it will. It will be purpose driven. When you run and teach a class at the university, you make sure no matter if you teach data science or you teach um, marketing or you teach uh, an executive MBA, you, whatever you teach, you bring the SDG into that teaching. So teaching is like reading, writing, math, SDGs. Everybody needs to know about it. Then when you run a corporation, you make sure that it is the the core of the business. Uh, it's more or less that three angles of a business to be successful, and that is business model innovation, uh, excellence, uh, operation, and then sustainable, that you run with sustainability. So of course you need to keep on innovating your business, make sustainable a key part of that, and then make sure you run an efficient uh, way as a company. Uh, so, so that's where we are heading to. Um, and I, I will see since the worst beginning of the year, uh, you really see a shift in, in it. We'll be right back after this short break. If you're looking for a space to find motivated and inspired individuals for more opportunity, check out The Lab Miami. Our space is the original co-working community located in the heart of the Wynwood Arts District. We believe entrepreneurs, startups, and corporations alike need an open and inspiring place to gather, experiment, and foster connections. At The Lab, we offer creative workspace solutions, including co-working, virtual offices, dedicated desks, and full-service private office suites. We're also an event venue for off-site meetings, conferences, workshops, and receptions alongside hosting our own curated events targeted towards entrepreneurs like you. You're invited to learn, act, and build with our innovative community. To get more involved, feel free to pass by for a visit. 
or contact us via email at info at Learn more on our website at www.thelabmiami.com. Yeah, absolutely. People are much more focused on impact investing, as you said. People, when they have a business, they're focused on, okay, what's the greater purpose? What's the contribution to the greater good? Consumers themselves are buying products that are sustainable and aligned yeah. with their own goals. Have you seen from your experience one country who's more advanced or even a market that's more advanced yeah. in this way of thinking yeah. than another? That is actually the country that I come from uh, is also rated as the number one SDG country in the world. This is oh, Denmark. Wow. They, are the num- they are the country in the world with the strongest on the SDGs. And uh, it's also very clear when you go there. Now I live in New York, but when I go to Denmark, I, I, I can see it from the way companies are uh, advertisements, advertisements in the, both, you know, on billboards, but also advertisement in the television, uh, what the way people are writing in newspapers, magazines, uh, when you go in and you buy products, uh, when you go into restaurants, when you in, in, in when you engage with people, people's buying pattern. If you look at this Forbes 100 list, you can see that most of the companies in the beginning of the list is actually Danish companies. Wow. Uh, so then, and also if you go into the universities, the universities are super strong on the SDGs. If you go into the fashion industry in Denmark, sustainable fashion has been there for the last 10 years, a big topic. It is uh, the whole food uh, farm to table. Uh, when when people begin to speak about it in US, it's been a, a normality for years in, in Copenhagen in Denmark. So you can say, and Denmark is rated as number one SDGs uh, country in the world. So so I would say there's a lot of great learnings that can be used. And that's the reason why UN Global Compact, which is the uh, part of UN that where corporations are signing up to be members. It is very interesting for companies all around the world to be member of UN Global Compact. There's more than 30,000 companies and startups and accelerators and and universities member UN Global Compact. And this is a network of seven old networks around the world. And you can say there's a lot of knowledge sharing. So I know it's sharing a lot of knowledge into that network. And and I think this is this is needed because there's none of this here which is easy. It, it, it is literally a digital transformation with the SDG first. Mm-hmm. And you need to review every single piece of your business. Uh, and, and therefore, being inspired by companies within your industry or from other industries is definitely recommended to do now. And Denmark is a good place to look. Well, that's amazing. That makes sense why you are so passionate about this being from Denmark. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That makes total sense. How would you say the U.S. compares to a country like Denmark? I feel like we are so far behind when it comes to First of all, our mentality around this is just so conditioned not to think this way. Uh, I think it's sort of a new thing for us to think about purpose first and not output or optimization first. We're so focused on just that. Would you agree with that? I, it, it, it's, it's an interesting question because I often think about it because I, I visit Denmark now and then and I'm always so inspired when I go to Denmark, where it's kind of purpose is part of the daily life. It's part of right. your identity. It's part of who you are. And when you come to US, it's more 
uh, something that people brain themselves on. It's more something that people bring into a conversation. And I think that has to do with the maturity, that purpose is much deeper implemented in a country like Denmark than it is to United States. So U.S. is getting there, but it, it's not yet as mature, you can say. If you look at the maturity of, of normality into this is becoming normal, the way you live your life, the way you run your company, the way you, you create a startup, the way you invest your money. It's just becoming, this is how you do it in Denmark, where U.S. is more, we would like to become like that. And, and that's why people are, are now really differentiating themselves and branding themselves around it. But I do think it, it, it goes really quick. I'm fascinated by many of the startups in New York, the investing happening in New York, and also the, um, if you look at fashion again, a super incredible uh, startups in sustainable fashion in, in New York. Also the whole food market in New York is changing rapidly. Um, and, and I think the fact that you have United Nations here, you, you, you have a platform where US-based companies have the opportunity to be inspired by the world because you have UN here. So, so I, I, I do think that US is accelerating but, but definitely you can see, it was funny, I was at Princeton just before Christmas and it was a two days incredible sustainability event. And I was probably one of the only Danes there and it was like a 200 people event and I was just participating. And 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 then there was this this person who was speaking about, so about great companies and great countries and suddenly, and then this company, Erstel and and Denmark and, and I was like, oh my, okay, you know, it, 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 even though I know by facts and data and that Denmark is number one in the world, it is also seen and known and uh, of course it makes me proud and happy, um, but it also makes me think that that is good to see that you today, based on the globalization, that you do go outside the country you are in and you get inspired by other companies around the world and you have that transparency. Yes, and I know that you just recently got back from the Davos World Economic Forum where all of these world leaders got together um, from every sector to discuss how to cooperate on these challenges and how we can unify in putting out a global front against um, these sort of hurdles that we have in getting everyone together and tackling the global goals. So what would you say um, coming from that event and just from your experience are the biggest challenges uh, that we face as a society in general, as a global society? What are the biggest challenges and how can we really uh, look at tackling them together? I think it is three things. I think point number one is that we need to understand. We need to understand what purpose means, and it really means that you you implement it into every single corner of your company. So we, we need to take it really seriously. And this is not a marketing campaign. It's not a trend that's going to disappear. It's it's going to stay, and it needs to become a normality of the way you run your business. That's point number one. Mm-hmm. Point number two is that we need to see ourselves as servants for something which is bigger than ourselves. That means that we have this amazing 17 Global Goals framework that is coming out of UN, that is a framework that both countries are using and that companies are using. And that's 
is the first time in history that you have a joint framework that actually go across public-private partnerships. And this will help companies and both the public and private sector to collaborate in much stronger ways. So that's the second thing, that we have one common framework and it's already embedded into so many countries, so many companies, and there's this amazing, I mean, every single country that is member of UN, there is an, a, a UN represented person. And in every single country, equally, there is a UN Global Compact Network that represents the cooperation. So you, you, you have uh, one framework and an amazing infrastructure for proper private partnerships. And then the third thing is that people, and that's about a mindset, people need to shift their mindset and understand that it's not about me, it's not about the company that I'm that I'm in or the company that I run or the startup that I've created or what is you're doing, but it is about us. It is this united way where we come together in a united way and contribute. And by doing that, we can actually reach out to all the people out there in the world today that companies are not engaging with because those people out there cannot afford to engage with companies because they 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 go hungry to they go hungry to bed every single day. They they literally have no access to internet. So all those people by going in united go go together in united front together with UN, you are able to reach out to everybody in the world and nobody will live behind. And, and that's the three things for me that when you as a corporation begin to understand the magnitude of this, then we talk about changing the world. And, and this is for me what the 17 Global Goals about. It's about changing the world to create a better humanity for the next generation to come. And it can be done if people change the way they think. Right. And I think that that is kind of the hurdle to get over is how do we change everyone's mentality to be on the same page when historically it's we've been so divided, I feel, and yeah. to come together for a common good of the greater future of humanity and our planet. Yeah. Do you think that something catastrophic really has to happen, for example, with um, with climate change? When we start to see the cities such as Miami, where we are today, flooding, the shorelines disappearing, do people need to actually see the implications physically of not being sustainable and not having this mindset before they actually are motivated to take action in a global manner? Or do you think there's a way to motivate people before I think that happens? It, I think it depends on... It, it's kind of like you, you have the people who really get it and then you have the people who still think it's a gimmick. It's like a trend. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a fashion. It's like the topic of 2020. But, right. but next year will be another topic. So you, you can say, so you have the people that really truly get it and uh, I call it the people who have been touched by purpose and it's, it's very clear for them what needs to be done. And then you have the people of the world that still haven't been touched. They will, this will happen because it's part of your own transformation to understand. Because we all need to remember that purpose have been here the whole, I mean, purpose and thinking about a better climate and not use, I mean, the whole thing about the plastic and the ocean and, and all of this, 
and free education or education for all and better healthcare and healthcare for all. It, it's not like it's an issue that just was created right now. It's been an issue for years and it's been an issue mm -hmm. for years that people had done anything about. So, so you can say, I, I think the movement, and I, I will call it a movement, is that there are so many people today, based on what they've seen, like what you mentioned in Miami, that now understand enough is enough. We, it, it, this is very critical what's going on here. And then they begin really to dedicate everything they can to that purpose. That movement of people have accelerated and I think that's that's where you see people walking the street, you see the youth with Greta Thunberg, getting the youth really to, you know, go up to the world leaders and say, you need to do something. The world leaders like are now really opening up and, and, and equally, and that's what I love about UN, at the General Assembly last year, youth, women, head of state, CEOs, they had equally right to speak Mm. Uh, and they spoke equally at um, the okay. general assembly, right? And 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 I think you said, why didn't that happen before? And I, I think it has to do with that the movement is just is today so much bigger, and that is becoming part of all of us. And I think everybody, no matter what you do, what, what no, no matter kind of what job you have or we are all citizens of this world and we we all know what we can do individually and i think that's where you talk about uniting and everybody are, are supporting and that's back to this big puzzle we are all a piece in the puzzle and we are now serving that puzzle so it really be, is becoming complete and so it can help the entire world and i think the reason we can do this is because of un's amazing orchestration power that they do now with the 17 Global Goals. Oh, that's amazing. So as a consumer, let's just say, not even as a business owner or a world leader or anything other than just a consumer, what would you say are some ways you could be involved to really make a difference just as an individual? So I think as an individual, first of all, and that's also very much inspired what I've seen in Denmark is that both in big cities and small cities, you see uh, consumers, you see citizens coming together, starting up local projects, people changing the way, you could call it a day in the life of a consumer, day in the life of a citizen, where you change the way you do your grocery shopping, the way you do your, you know, how you live in your home. You might have heard about, I love the global goals, but it's really a concept out of Denmark where you go into a house and you look at how you change the way you prepare your food, how you do your grocery shopping. You go in and how you recycle your clothing, how you buy clothes, how you heat up your house, how you are you you in the furniture of your house, what your house is built of, how you use water. So you as a citizen and consumer, and and that's the beauty of this because when a citizen and consumer are changing their buying pattern and mm -hmm. the way they live that will have this domino effect on how companies, when they produce products, when they sell their products, uh, will be changing. Because mm -hmm. you can say, as in the end, it is the customer and the consumer that in the end decides 
more or less the success of companies because if nobody wants to buy your product, it's going to be tough, right? Right. Um, so, so I think consumers and the voice of consumers and citizens is really the biggest movement behind sustainability because if we can change that, we can change the whole way companies are interacting with their customers. Absolutely. It really just starts with the individual. And I yeah. think people take for granted how much individual power and impact they have just with their everyday decision making that can snowball from there uh, and affect millions yeah. of people just with that one decision you're making. Yeah. Um, so, Anne, I do have one last question for yeah. you. Um, are you optimistic for the future? How do you see the future in 10 years from now when we get to the 2030 um, sort of end point for the UN global goals? How do you see the future and are you optimistic? So I would say with this acceleration that we saw at Davos and what we saw the general sampling in September end of last year, I have seen the shift uh, from this awareness into really scale and impact. And, and I've also seen how C-level CEOs are really stepping up the game and uh, advocating into every single line of business of their company that that is changing. At the same time, I'm seeing that uh, citizen consumer of the world literally are beginning to change the way they live. And I, I see how United Nations and Europe Global Compact really are getting more and more into every single corner of the world and are working in big public private partnerships. So I am very, very optimistic. And it and it goes with that amazing 17 global goal framework, which is very clear, 169 indicators, and with the SDG ambition for the industry that we are now coming out with together with UN Global Compacts that I was part of creating together with Lisa Kinko. I believe that framework, and I can already see it being just in Q1 of the year, uh, I can see that acceleration and change. So I think the next 10 years, we will see a radical shift in the world to create a better world. Uh, um, so I'm very optimistic. That's great. Well, that's great news. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I'm very optimistic too. And after talking to you, you've shed so much light on just the global perspective. And I think we get caught up so much in the negative news, but it's important to look at the positive shifts that are being made and what we have control over and how we can contribute and how we should be shifting our mindset to be purpose-driven first and innovate with a purpose towards yeah. the greater good of humanity and the future of our planet. So Anne, I thank you so much for your time and it's been such a pleasure and this conversation really does have an impact on a lot of people and um, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Like what you just heard? If you would like your business or platform to be mentioned on our podcast, we now have sponsorship options available. Email us at podcast at thelabmiami.com for a spot on the Big Idea Box. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the Big Idea Box podcast. 
And remember, always share with a friend. Stay connected and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Big Idea Box.